theyeshiva.net. Somebody asked why the Mishnah says why the Mishnah somebody asked why the Mishnah says Al not Really the language should have been in six months, during these months, the Shluchim go out. But the truth is, Al Shishachadashim is really much more accurate. Because Al Shishachadashim means because of. Because of. It's true, the Shluchim only went out on six months. But the reason they went out on six months is because of six months they go out. In other words, because of certain things that happened in six months, the Shluchim go out. So it's much more accurate. It's much more. Um, you're getting to the source of it. Not just they go out in six months, stop. It's because of things in six months that require the shluchim to go out. Now, what were the six months? So Nisan is Pesach, and then Av is for Tisha B'av, the Tainus. Elul is for Rosh Hashanah. Tishrei is for the Yom Tovim of Tishrei, which of course would be Yom Kippur and Sukkot. Kislev is for Hanukkah. Other is for Purim. And the Mishnah adds, that's six months, and the Mishnah adds, when the Beis HaMikdash existed, they went out an ear, so everyone would know also when Pesach Katan is, Pesach Sheni is, if they have to bring, if they have to bring a carbon. Now, as we know, there were places that the Shluchim reached on time. There were those regions that were too remote, and the Shluchim couldn't reach on time. Places, for example, in Eretz Yisrael, it would take a few days to get there, so they usually made it, so you knew when Tisha B'av was, you knew when Pesach was, and etc. You knew when, uh, when Yom Kippur was, you knew when Sukkot was. Places where the Shluchim did not get there on time. And remember, some of them, they don't have a lot of time. Tisha B'av, you only have eight days, and you can't travel on Shabbos. Even Pesach, you have 14 days, but you can't travel on Shabbos. The real problem is Tishrei. You can't travel Rosh Hashanah, and you can't travel Yom Kippur. So you're missing three days. And if you have a Shabbat in the middle... And if you have a Shabbat in the middle, you're not traveling. And Yom Kippur itself, two days Rosh Hashanah, they can only leave after Rosh Hashanah, the day after Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is, say, one day. They, they, they leave the next day, but already Yom Kippur, you have to know when to fast. <coughs> this is where the whole institution of Yom Tov Sheni Shalgoliath begins. The idea to celebrate not one day Yom Tov, two days Yom Tov, even though in Torah doesn't say, Pesach is seven days, and Sukkot is seven days, and Shavuos is one day. The idea of Yom Tov Sheni Shal Goliath, as the word indicates, is the second Yom Tov of Goliath, meaning of the exiles, of Jews living outside of Eretz Yisrael, in a region where the messengers, the Shluchim of Bezdin, don't arrive. So therefore they don't know when Pesach begins. And it's only a question of two days. It's never a question of more than two days. That you have to understand. Because Rosh Chodesh could either be day 30 or day 31. We always know that later than that is already, there's no need to push off Rosh Chodesh later than that because the moon already was born. It can't go too far based on the orbit. So it's either one day or another day. Day 30 is day one or day 31 is day one. So now the question is, if Rosh Chodesh was day 30... So now I start counting from the next day, Aleph Nissen, Beis Nissen, Gimel Nissen. I come to Tesvav Nissen, I say this is Pesach. Great. I have one problem, and that is this may not be Pesach. This may be Erev Pesach, 
because Rish Chodesh was a day later. Rish Chodesh was day 31. So everything is pushed off by one day. So what I think is 15 is really 14. Fine. So I start Pesach, Tesvav But I know that this may not be Pesach, this may be Erev Pesach. So I also start Pesach again. Tomorrow I start Pesach again. That's for us called Yom Tov Sheni. I do a second Seder. I eat Matzah again. I eat Marah again. I say the Haggadah again. I drink Dalat Kaisas again. As we do till today, which they don't do in Eretz Yisrael. <laughs> of course, my Pesach will also be delayed. I'll have eight days Pesach. Why do I have eight days Pesach? Because if I start a Tesvav, I only need seven days Pesach. I don't need eight days Pesach. The problem is, Tesvav may be Yudalit. So if I celebrate seven days Pesach, what happens? I may be eating chametz, what I call Isru Chag. I call it Isru Chag. It's really the last day of Pesach. I'm eating chametz. That's a very serious issue. So therefore, I have another day of Pesach. No problem. No so problem this way... Uh, uh, no problem uh. Now the question is, Yom Kippur, this didn't happen. Tisha above this didn't happen. Remember, if Shluchim didn't make it in places for for Pesach, they didn't make it for Yom Kippur and Tisha B'Av. Kippur and Tisha B'Av much earlier. What do you mean? One month they didn't come, it's a question of two days. Always two days. They always come, because they have three days. You're right. If they didn't come for two months, then you would have to do three days. Three. That's why in Elo, that's why Elo, right? what did Rashi say? Elo, they came, so people should know when day 30 is. You don't know when day 30 is. You'll have to do three days with Shoshanah. Because of could be 29 days, right? But of can also be 30 days. If of is 30 days, then everything is delayed. At some point you would find... Oh. So here we have the question with Tisha B'Av and Yom Kippur. We don't, we don't, we don't do two, two days Tisha B'Av, right? We do two days Shavuos. We don't do two days Tisha B'Av. Nor do we do two days Yom Kippur. The reason is, a very simple reason as we understand. A double say that we could make. Two days sukkahs we can make. Have people fast 48 hours. Even Tisha B'Av is different Kabbalah. Okay, so we have to understand here. We don't know when Yom Kippur is. The answer is, Sof Kol Sof, as Rashi says, in Torah we go according to the majority. We go to the majority. When it comes to Yom Kippur, since you're dealing with such a difficult gzeda, which would be people have to fast 48 hours straight, because you're not eating at night also. So you finish your Yom Kippur, sunset comes, Ne'ila comes, and you start a new Yom Kippur. This is a gzeda she'en yirayv ha'tzibu yechayl Most of the tzibu can't. You'll have yechidez gula that don't mind. Rebbe Levitzek Vadichever once said that he doesn't know why it has to say in Chumash that you're not allowed to fast on Yom Kippur. And why it says in Novi, you're not allowed to fast on Tisha B'av. He says, on Yom Kippur, vervilis essen. Who wants to eat on Yom Kippur? On Tisha B'av, verkenis essen. Who can eat on Tisha B'av? He doesn't know why you have to have others. Okay, fine. But it's a gzeir shenu But sof kol sof, you could go basar roif. And you could say, listen, is it possible that today is not Yom Kippur, tomorrow is Yom Kippur? Yeah, I'm doing the best I can. According to the majority, the majority of situations, the witnesses come on time. And therefore, Rish Chodesh is on day 30. It's possible that not. I'm going to celebrate Yom Kippur today as day 10. Is it possible that today is 9? And tomorrow is 10. What I call 11 is really 10. It's possible. So by Tisha B'Av and Yom Kippur, the Chachamim, 
did not make this din that in Golos you have to make a Yom Tavsheni. Why? Because it's a Gzairish Shein Rebat Sibir Well, of course, it can lead to questions perhaps of Pikuach Nefesh. And generally, people, it's too, too difficult for people. So they went back to them saying, we go Basaroiv and we're good. And based on what? Based on 29? Yes, yes, yes. Based on 29. As Rashi says, in most cases, Elul was 29 days, right? And Rosh Hashanah was day 30. Rosh Hashanah is day 30. I'm good to go. What do we learn in Beitzah? Yeah? That Mimois Ezra. Mimois Ezra, Lai Matsinu Elul Mu'ber. We learned the Masech Beitzah. From the times of Ezra, which was already the beginning of the second base of Migdash, there was no Elul Mubar. You're asking a good question on Shvuas. Why Shvuas? Toysvah said that the Mishnah doesn't say you have Shluchim and Sivan. So Toysvah says, Do you said The reason is because there's no date for Shvuas. So Shvuas was never a problem. Why? All you have to know for Shvuas is. When the 16th of Nisan. <laughs> and even, even if you... Huh? You don't know, but by the time Dalad Hay-Sivan came around, you already heard what happened a month and a half ago. If you didn't, then you didn't know. So that's the way they make it. That's the question. Why was there Yom Tavshani? You're right, Pesach you don't know, but by the time Shavuos comes, we assume. In Bovel, it took, what does it say in Tainus? How long did it take for the last Jew to get back from Sukkot, right, to Nahar Pras, to the Euphrates River? So we start asking for rain in Yisrael on Zion Cheshvan. Why Zion Cheshvan? Kadeshi Agiyah Acher shall be Yisrael in Nahar Pras. The last Jew who came. We don't want him to get stuck on the road with a rainstorm. It's a very interesting. So how long does it take? So it's around a half a month, 15 days. So by Shavuos, they knew already. Of course. Of course, that was the, of course that was the real by the Beis HaMikdash and then hundreds of years afterwards. Once we had a ca- once we have a calendar, really that should have been cancelled, because we know when Pesach is. We're not waiting by we're not ba- we're not basing it on witnesses. We're basing it on Abhila's calendar. We know when Pesach is. So the Gemara says they would have cancelled it, but they told them In other words, in America, so to speak, if there would have been a Yishuv during Bayisheni, it's a little before Columbus, so there was no Yishuv before Bayisheni. Right? By 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 Yishenu or afterwards. They would have celebrated two days here, yeah? MS. So wherever region they would celebrate two days, or they did celebrate two days, they said you maintain that Yomtif. By Shvu is the Rambam says in Hilchis Kiddush that since all the other Yom Toivim as two days, so shaloy lach like ben hamoyadis, not to distinguish between the Yom Toivim, they made Shvuas also two days. Not to distinguish. Some Seifer writes in Charles Jehovah, some Seifer that means that Yom Tavshani Shalgalius of Shvuas is more stringent than the other Yom Tavshani. Because by the other ones it was Mepnei HaSafik, and by Shvuas is Vadai. By the other ones it's Pashti, you don't know. By Shvuas you do know. <laughs> it was a Vadai, it was a, a Takon of Chazal to make it.
when. You yeah, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the yisoid is shaloy lachal gemayadus, not to distinguish between the yemayadus. Which may answer, which may answer another question, and that is Rashi. I think somebody mentioned Rashi in the Mishnah says that uh, Rashi says in the Mishnah Mepnei HaPesach Hoylchim HaShluchim Ad HaPesach Chutz Min The Shluchim go till Pesach He says it also by Av They go for eight days And then he says Tishrei They go till the place Yichon Lagiya Ad HaChak One second Did they continue travel on Pesach? Halamayit? Let's say there's a place, Erev Pesach, they didn't reach. But if they travel another day, Chalamayid, two days, Chalamayid, they would. So at least I should know when Shvi Shal Pesach is, Achrin Shal Pesach is. Rashi says, ah, they stopped, right? What's Pshat? Why wouldn't they continue further? So some say that Rashi doesn't necessarily mean they didn't continue further. He meant it wasn't a Gea. They could or they couldn't. They didn't have to. Why? Because once you celebrated your first two days Pesach, not one day, two days, so just like with Shavuos, we say, don't distinguish between one and another. In Pesach itself, you don't say, oh, the first days were two days. The last day suddenly got cut off. Shaloi Lachit, you'll still celebrate your two days. So it wasn't already Nageya, it could be that Pshat, to go further. Because you'll anyway have to do your last two days of Pesach. Because if not, it's difficult to say, to act, to, to understand. Why would they stop suddenly? If Pesach is a long holiday. Why not notify the middle of Pesach? But Rashi says... They stopped before. So it could be because it wouldn't be Negea. Why? Because they would anyway have to do two days, so they shouldn't be Mazalzal in the first two days and think, uh, and think uh, you know, it was irrelevant, it was insignificant for, for other years and so forth. The same thing would be, you have Shluchim that arrived to certain places for Pesach, but not for Sukkot. Because Pesach, they only had Shabbos to take off. Sukkahs, they had Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So there were certain places they could find out when Pesach is, but not when Sukkahs is, because there was less time. What would they do? Would they celebrate yeah, one day Pesach and two day Sukkahs? The answer is no, they wouldn't. They had a uniform system. Since Sukkahs, they wouldn't know when two days is. So Pesach, also they celebrated two days, just like we do Shavuot, Shalai Lachlik, Shalai Lachlik B'mayadus. Because if not, they would be mazalzal in Yom Tov Sheni Shalsukas. It would become cheap. It wouldn't be significant. It's like, okay, it's not a serious Yom Tov. It takes away from the quality of the second day. Just like the Chazal made, we do all the brachas on the second day. We say Shechiyonu on the second day. We say Alachilas Matzah on the second day. What do you mean Shechiyonu on the second day? There's no mitzvah to eat matzah on the second day of Pesach. There's no mitzvah to sit. There's no mitzvah to, to blow shoifer. Huh? What? Okay, mitzad dad. I'm saying mitzad be'erev toichlo matzos or tkiyas shoifer. Yeah. The answer, of course, is the rabbanon said it should be a yom tov sheni shalgalias, and that's also kedushan of a mitzvah itself, like mikir megillah and chanukah. But they wanted to do it, so there shouldn't be any zilzul in yom tov sheni shalgalias. We make a bracha, even though we know by us it's a bigger chiddush, because we know it's not Pesach. We know it's not Rosh Hashanah. Oh, that's another very interesting question. What about Hanukkah and Purim? The Shluchim went out for Hanukkah. Why? You should know when Hanukkah is. What about places where they didn't come Hanukkah? Even Purim. Purim is earlier in the month. Purim is your Dalad. 
places that didn't know, what would they do Hanukkah and Purim? We don't do nine days Hanukkah. We should do nine days Hanukkah. We should do two days Purim. We don't do two days Purim. We do one day Purim. You understand the Chav my Hanukkah? We should light nine, nine days Hanukkah. We should light candles nine days. So there's an interesting, an interesting the argument here. Huh? The nine days. He can never, <laughs> ever do that. <laughs> so the Minchas writes, I saw the Minchas Chinuch says in Mitzvah Shinalef, that in the time of the Beis HaMikdash, they used to celebrate Hanukkah in nine days. Outside of Eretz Yisrael, wherever the Shluchim didn't arrive, by day 25, they didn't know when Hanukkah is, so they did Hanukkah today. He says, based on the Mishnah, they came for Hanukkah. If they didn't arrive for Hanukkah, paid places. I did Hanukkah today, but today may be Chavdalat. I mean, today uh, may not be the first day Hanukkah. Today may be Chavdalat. So therefore, today may be Chavdalat. So I have to extend Hanukkah one more day. He says, they used to light Menorah for nine days. Put him. How many candles? That's a good question. They couldn't do nine candles because there's no Takana. <laughs> That's a Shaila. Huh? Purim, he says, they did two days Purim. They would lay the Megillah again, just like... Huh? That's what the Mechaz Chinuch is. He says, so why don't we do it? He says, Pasha. When it comes to a Doiraisa, so even though when you have a calendar, you know, they said, Minig no keep the Minig. He says, to go so far, you know today when Hanukkah is, because we have a calendar. The only reason you're going to add a day of Hanukkah is because Minig Avisein Abiyadenu, this is the same Chachamim said, because it's a mitzvah de Rabbanon, it's not a mitzvah Menatayda, and you're doing the mitzvah de Rabbanon, because we know the calendar. They didn't say Minig Avisein Abiyadenu on something that the whole Indian is only a Chiyav de Rabbanon. That's how the Minchas Chinuch learns. That's a big Chiddush. The Mirai Meisada, the Nitziv here, says no. Even in the time of the Beis HaMikdash, there was no such a thing as an extra day of Hanukkah, an extra day of Purim. And he says the reason is, what are you supposed to do the second night of Hanukkah? The second night of Hanukkah may be the first night. So you have to light one candle. But you also have to light two candles. Because it may be this. So he says you're lighting three candles in the second night of Hanukkah. He says the whole thing is, gets, uh, gets fahakt. He says the same problem is with Purim. Isn't this an argument about It's an argument. What happened? Today there's no argument that we don't do Hanukkah and Purim extra days. Not that we know. It's not documented, remember, because in Eretz, because Shluchim got there usually by day 25. So it was a few communities that lived very far. It wasn't like... The, the main Yishuv in Eretz Yisrael or, or in Bavel, they already knew Hanukkah. Purim, was be, Purim would be a, a bigger... Uh, huh? Shvuz had a month and a half. Two months. Shvuz, you're right. The question is, Hanukkah and Purim are mitzvahs near Abonah. The mitzvah is the rabbanon. The question is, had to be, there had to be a yom dushen initial galias or not? Huh? Or you could say, you can also say that since it's a mitzvah the rabbanon, they said go basaroiv, basaroiv again. Purim is day fourteen. You're not going to say today is thirteen. No, but the Nitziv says you don't need that because already in the base hamikdash they didn't do it. They didn't. You you sent shluchim. You send shluchim. So why do you send shluchim? You send shluchim because wherever you can have clarity, you try to create clarity. 
There's no need to live in doubt. But if you didn't know, then it says there were no two days Hanukkah, no two days Purim. No. How they traveled? What do you mean how they traveled? You want to know with a donkey or a camel or a horse? You want to know if they went on Uber, they went on El Al? I mean, what's, I don't know what the... Pony Express. Second question is: You said in the beginning they used fire. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the beginning they used torches. <laughs> then it was then it wasn't a problem. The roads. Yeah. Then everybody knew. I lit a fire, but we're going to see later about the torches. The Nitziv also says yeah, right. that the Nitziv also says that Purim wouldn't work. Why wouldn't Purim work? Because the Gemara says in Masechta Megillah, the Gemara says in Masechta Megillah that they established to observe Purim bismanehem. In different times, like is manay shalzeh, manay shalzeh. It's two different times. Yudalit and tesvav, places without a chayma. Yudalit shushan and places with a chayma tesvav. Nitziv says if we do yom tov sheni on Purim, then you would be celebrating Yudalit and tesvav. So therefore, the lechatchila didn't do it. So he said Chanukah and Purim had two problems, and therefore they went back to saying. We're doing the best we can according to the majority of situations. Could it be we're making Hanukkah the wrong day? We really have to start a day later and we're losing one day? It's possible. That's a very interesting argument in the Minchas Chinuch and the Nitziv, who were, by the way, contemporaries. The Minchas Chinuch, yeah, yeah, not the Chinuch. The Chinuch was a Rishon. The Minchas Chinuch was Rabbi Yosef Bavad. Rabbi Yosef Bavad. Huh? Contemporaries mean they lived in the same time. Rabbi Yosef Bavad was one of the biggest Rabbonim of Galicia in Poland, I think Tripoli, yeah? Rabbi Yosef Bavad, there's a Bavad here, an Enikul of his. Uh, yeah, all the, a lot of the Bavads are his Eniklach, and he was one of the Goenim of the generation. He wrote a Pirush on Sefer HaChinuch, which is an encyclopedia of all the mitzvahs. It's called Minchas Chinuch, and it's one of the, you know, the heavy Lamdish Esfarim explaining all the mitzvahs. Over there, he has a whole Arichis on this. The Ritziv was the Rosh Hashiva of Valajin, Rabbi Naftali Tzvi. Yehuda Berlin. They lived at the same time. The Mechazchinuch was born on Chavdalad Elo, and he passed away on the same day, Chavdalad Elo. We learned in Rosh Hashanah that Sadiqim Ashabarach Malosh Hashem usually you don't see it. He happened to, his birthday and his yardsin happens to be the same day, Chavdalad Elo. He passed away, Tofresh Lamed Dalet. Nitziv passed away two decades later. Okay. So, this has been a gay Hanukkah and Purim. It's a very interesting question. Tishabov and Yim Kippur we dealt with. There's an interesting ritva here I just want to add about Yom Kippur. And that is, the ritva says that uh, on Tisha B'av, a lot of places the Shluchim didn't come. So they didn't fast two days. When did they fast? When did they fast? You would think they fasted on nine of, even though it may be ten, it may be uh, eight. Because if, if uh, Tammuz went for thirty days, right... So Rish Chodesh is day 31. So Tisha B'av is not Tisha B'av. Tisha B'av is Ches of, and really you have to fast tomorrow. But they not couldn't fast two days, so they fasted L'Chayda on Tisha B'av, even though it may be eight. The Ritva says that's not what they did. What they actually did was, they fasted on the second day. They fasted on Yud of. They didn't fast on Tisha they fasted on Yud of. In places that they didn't know. Yud is also a Suffolk test, a Suffolk Yud, right? If Rish Chodesh was day 30, 
So then Yud is Yud. But if Rish Chodesh was day 31, Yud is Tess. That's the day they fasted. Why? The Gemara says in Masech the fire, the enemies, put the Beis Hamikdash on fire on Tisha B'Av right before sunset. And the Beis Hamikdash was burning not on Tisha B'Av. The Beis Hamikdash was burning on the 10th day of Av. It started, Mamash, the last minutes of Tisha B'Av. When we're finishing the fast, that's when the Chorban started. The B'yoychanon even says in Masech Tainis, if I would have been there, I would have made the Tainis a Siri B'Av. In fact, he fasted two days. I would have made it a Siri B'Av. Why? Because Tuba'av wasn't the main tragedy of Siri B'Av. The Gemara says that Chazal decided that there was a side of Tisha B'Av because it's a schalt at the Peronsa, because that's when it started. It started at the end of Tisha B'Av. So we just do Tisha B'Av. So therefore, the Yitzvah says, in a place where you're not sure, right? And Yud of may be Tess of. And anyway, Yud of, even, right? Even if it's you, there's a svara, that should be the tainus. So the Ritva says, a chiddush, here in the Gemara, that they would fast actually the second day. Yud of, which is a Suffolk test and a, and a Suffolk yud. Another thing he says is, if test of was on Shabbos, when do you fast? You fast yud of. So you see already, on Sunday, so you see already that yud of has a connection to the tainus of Tisha B'av. So he said, if you don't know, you fast on Yud of, worse comes to worse. It could be it's Tisha B'Av. Worse comes to worse, it is, it is Asiri, Asiri B'Av. Now, the Gemara... Yeah, but we learned Shabbat. We said that Hanukkah and a day later. Yeah. Not the Yom HaMenucha. The Yom HaMenucha is not the Yom Shnat, no. <laughs> okay. A little bit opposite the Menucha, but yeah. Last line, Yudchesam et Aleph. A big question. The Shluchim should go out of the month of Tammuz and the month of Tevis. Why? You have a fast, Shivasa Batamuz. You have a fast, Asari Batavis. You just told me. You go out of Bipnea Tainis. What happened with Tammuz? And what happened with Tavis? You also have a fast day. People have to know when to fast. Asari B'Tavis. They have to know when to fast. What happened with these two months? It's not six months. It's eight months. And the Gemara explains the Amar Reb Chana Barbizna Amar Reb Shimon Because Reb Chana, this is part of the question. Reb Chana, the son of Bizna, in the name, said in the name of Reb Shimon the Gemara is going to establish now the source of these fasts. My Diksiv, the Pasuk says, Koi Amar Hashem. We're now quoting a Pasuk from the Novi Scharia, Perik Ches Pasuk Yitesh. Let's read the whole Pasuk. Koi Amar Adinoi Tzavois. Tzayma Revi, Vitzayma Chamishi, Vitzayma Shvi, Vitzayma Asiri, Yiyele Beis Yehuda, L'Sosan, L'Simcha, L'Moya Dim Toivim, Beautiful Pasuk. Hashem said, the fast of the fourth, the fast of the fifth, the fast of the seventh, the fast of the tenth. What do we mean by this? The fast of the fourth, we mean fast of the fourth month from Nisan, which is Tammuz. The fast of the fifth is the fast of the fifth month, which is of Tishabov. The fast of the seventh is the fast of Tishrei, Tzom Gedalia. No, Tzom Gedalia. 
And the fast of the 10th is the fast of Asar B'Tavis. Hashem said, these days are going to be days of festivity, of happiness, of joy, of Mayadim, of Yom Tif. But one thing, you should love truth and peace. That's the main thing. These fasts are not going to remain. They're going to be L'Sos and L'Sos. How does this Pasa come into Zechariah? Zechariah is one of the Nevi'im in the Sefer of Trey Asar. In the Navi, you have a Sefer called Trey Asar, which records 12 short prophecies. Trey Asar, Hosea, Yoel, Amas, Avadia, etc. And you have the Chagai, Zechariah, the last one, Malachi. Zechariah was a Navi who lived during the destruction of the first base of Mikdash and the exile into Babylonia. But he also lived in the beginning of Bayez Sheni. A delegation from Jews living in Babylonia, present-day Iraq, who did not make it back to Yisrael with the second Aliyah, when they came back to rebuild the second base of Mikdash, they remained back home. They sent a delegation to Yerushalayim, and they asked Zechariah a question. And the question was, this is all in the book of Zechariah. Should I still cry on the fifth month? In other words, should we still commemorate Tisha B'Av and the other fasts once the Beis HaMikdash is rebuilt? The whole point of these fasts is destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. The Beis HaMikdash is not destroyed anymore. We rebuilt it. Do we still hold on to these fast days, which were instituted 70 years ago with the Churban Bayestrishan? This was the question. The Navi gave over this message, which is a little bit of a cryptic message. Hashem said, this fast, this fast, this fast, this fast is going to be a yom tif and a simch. So what is Chai saying? Should you keep it or not keep it? It seems like Hashem is telling him they're yes, meant sure. to be transformed. They're meant to become yom tif. He calls them fasts, but they're meant to be mayadim simch yom tif. But the main thing is, I don't care so much about the fast days. Hold up, hold on to truth, and hold on to peace. Amis v'shalom ahevil. Which the abandoning truth and peace is what caused the fast days. So that's why he finishes ha'emes v'hashalom ahevil. Love truth, and love peace. It's a good policy in life. Love truth and love peace. And he says, MS before Shalom. Now, what does this mean? He told, this is the Nevi'is to Zechariah. So we have here, first of all, the source of the four fasts is not Stamad This is in Nach, in Novi. It's called Divrei Kabbalah. It's not Divrei Torah. It's not biblical in the sense of Chumash. Moshe Rabbeinu, of course, but it's Divrei Kabbalah, it comes through the prophets. This is a much more serious institution than what the rabbis would add later generations. This is in Novi, this is in Tanakh, right? It's called the, huh? Why they fasted some Gedalia? We'll soon see, but some Gedalia was a very serious korban when the Jewish people were exiled to Babylonia by Nebuchadnezzar. There was a community that remained in Eretz Yisrael. And they were pretty good relations with the Vuchadnatsa, relatively speaking. You know, he kept them. And he appointed as the Jewish leader, so to speak, the mayor of the Jewish community, a man named Gedalia ben Achikam. Because of internal fighting, another Jew by the name of Yishmol murdered him. He murdered Gedalia. And this was really a revolt against the Vuchadnatsa, because this is his man. So it created absolute havoc, besides the fact that it was a tragedy because he was the leader. The whole community was now exiled. The last Yishuv in Eitz Yisrael, as the Rambam puts it in Hilchis Taini, is the last coal was extinguished. Kaba Gachelus Yisrael. And everybody was gone. Everybody was gone. So they right away made a fast. So this was like the end of the Chorban. Like this was the... 
Makkah B'Patash of the Churba. How can it be before Nach when it's mentioned as, oh, what do you mean before Nach? Nach continues from the day that the Jews go into Eretz Yisrael till the beginning of Bayashani. This is already the end. This is the beginning of Bayashani. This is the Churban Bayashani, the beginning of Bayashani. Zechariah lived during the Churban and in the beginning of the second Bayashamidish. He was from the last Nevi'im. The last Nevi'im were during the time of Esther and Mardachai. Esther serves Man HaNavuah. Huh? During the Churban of Bayis Rishon and the beginning of Bayis Sheni. Seventy years. Minimum seventy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the age. So that was. So those. Those are the two four fasts. So what is the Gemara asking? Why didn't the Shluchim go out Tamas and Tevis? What's the question? Reb Chana quoted this Pasuk and he said, So here Reb Chana asks a question. The Navi calls these days a fast day. In other words, it's Yimei Tzoyim. He says, Tzoyim HaRavi, Tzoyim HaChamishi. It's a fast. Tzoyim means a fast. The Pasuk also calls it a day of joy. Yeah, in the future. Ah, uh, right. So how do we understand this? How do we understand this? He calls it a tzayim. Why is he calling it a tzayim? If he just meant to say to Scharia, it's all over, don't call it a tzayim anymore. You could say what used to be a fast day is now sasim and simcha. So he says, Kari and Karilu Sasim Simcha. He still calls it a fast day. In other words, there's still an element of a fast day. Even though, L'chaira, you're telling me that it's all over. It's not a fast day anymore. You're telling me in the future, it's going to be Sasim and Simcha. So is it a Tzayim or is it Sasim and Simcha? The Pasuk could have just said, Not Tzayim HaRavi, Yemei HaChaydash HaRavi Vachamishi should be days of Sasim and Simcha. They asked, should we continue crying on the fifth month? So he could say, in the fifth month, you shouldn't cry, you should have sasa He still calls it the name Soim. Also, he says, Yia. What does Yia mean? Yia means, it's going to be. So the Gemara wants to know, what is the Pshat of this? What is it exactly? So the Pshat is this. Bizman Shalom. When there is peace, meaning, when the Jewish people are living in peace, they're not being dominated and subjugated. These days should be days of happiness and joy, not days of fasting and, and, and eulogizing and sadness. Ain't shalom, if there's no peace, in other words, the Jewish people are being subjugated, then soim, maintain the fast. So this is a very interesting message to Sechariah. It's not that the fasts were obliterated completely and now there's sasim and because the second base of was rebuilt. It depends. There's an element of tzayim, but these tzayimahs are also going to be sasan and simcha. When? If it's a time when the Jewish people are in peace, sasan and simcha. Make them holidays. If it's a time when the Jewish people are not living in peace, it's still a tzayim. We still call it a fast day. That's why it says, yiyah. They had to figure out an answer from this. So let's see Rashi. Let's see Rashi. The first Rashi, it's chesam and Omer Reb Chaim Ba'abizna. 
What do we learn from this Pasik? That now when the Besamikdash doesn't exist and therefore ain't Shalom, the Jews are not living in absolute peace. It's a fast day. Now our Mishnah is talking about the time of the Besamikdash or talking about after the Khurban Besamikdash? After the Chorban, how do we know? Because the Mishnah finishes when? in the time of the Beis Hamikdash. They also went out on ear. Sure. That means the Mishnah was written for post Beis Hamikdash. Post Beis Hamikdash, do you fast yeah. on Tammuz? Yeah. Do you fast on Av? Yeah. That's why you mm-hmm. send Shluchim for Av. Do you fast Hasar Batavis? Yeah. So the Gemara says, now you understand my question. Why didn't the Shluchim go out Tammuz enough? Don't tell me that once Bayusheni was rebuilt, <coughs> the fasts were obliterated. No, they were obliterated for Bayusheni. When there's a Shalom, but after there's no Shalom, after the second Chorban, they resumed, they went back to what used to be, because again, you have a time of no peace. So that means there was a fast after Chorban by Yisheni. There wasn't that it was gone forever. So why are there no Shluchim going out for Tamaz enough? That's the Gemara's question. Why is it not happening anymore that the Shluchim go out these months when Jews have to know when to fast? Did we start fasting in the it would seem from here that they stopped fasting during the second Beis HaMikdash. That would explain the shit of most that say that there was no fast of Tisha B'Av during the second Beis HaMikdash, no Asar Abetavis. There is the shit that the Rambam says that they used to fast Tisha B'Av the second Beis HaMikdash. We have to understand how the Rambam is going to understand this Gemara. We'll see. Let's first go do the first Rashi. The first Rashi makes a distinction between the Beis Hamikdash and no Beis Hamikdash. MS, that's how Rashi sees it. That's the question of the Gemara. Amar of Papa, of Papa says, You don't understand what Rav Shimon Chassidah said. What he meant is as follows. Rav Papa is answering the meaning of the words of Rav Shimon Chassidah, which will answer the question of the Gemara. The question is why they did not send Shluchim, Tamas, and Tevis. You might want to say, because there's no fast anymore. So the Gemara proved that there is a fast. Even though Hashem told Tzachai it's going to be transformed, only when there's peace. When there's no peace, there's a fast. After the Chorban, it's still a fast. And there's no Shluchim, why not? I understand at the time of the Beis Hamikdash you didn't need Shluchim. But after the Chorban, you need Shluchim. Jews have to know when Shibasa and Tamas is, when they fast. Amir of Papa, the Papa said, Hachi Kamar, this is the meaning of the Pasuk. Bisman Sheyesh Shalom, when there's a time of peace. What do we mean there's a time of peace? Rashi says, Ein Yad The hand of the idolaters is not dominating the Jewish people. These days have to become Yamim Taibim, happy, festive days. Yesh Gzeris what if it's a time of Xerius Amalchus, meaning Jews are living under evil decrees and edicts of the Gentiles? Then, Tsoim, then you have to fast. Even if it's a Even if it's a meal. Okay. Okay. Makes sense because it's still not peace. It's still if it's Xeris Amalchus, sorry, ain't Xeris Amalchus, but ain't Shalom. What if it's neither? There's no Xeris Amalchus, there's no evil edicts. 
But on the other hand, there's no peace. What do we mean there's no peace? Jews don't have self-determination. They're still under Gentile rule. In other words, they don't have their own melucha. They cannot define their destiny completely. They're under the authority of the non-Jews, even though there's no Xeris HaMalchus. It's a benign regime. It's a benign government. Then, Ratzu Misanin, Ratzu If they want, they could fast. If they want, they could not fast. Rashi says, you're not allowed to fast on these days. You're not allowed to make a eulogy on these days. You have to fast. What if there's neither? There's no there's, there's, there's no but still the Jews are being dominated. They don't have their own control. It's, it's voluntary. So now she says, the Mishnah is talking about a situation where the Jews were after the Churban, so they weren't under their own control, they were under the Umar Sa'ilam. But on the other hand, it was a time that there was no Xeris HaMalchus oppressing them in a, uh, in a real authentic way oppressing them. So therefore, the fasts were voluntary. If the fasts were voluntary, they don't have to send Shluchim. They don't have to send Shluchim. You're sending Shluchim to make sure that you know which day no, and if you don't know which day, the whole fast is voluntary. That answers the question. Fregdigamori hachi, if that's the case, Tishabov nami, Tishabov tu. Tishabov is one of these four fasts. You answer your question. No, a serious Tavis. Yeah, yeah. These were all tinies that were instituted for the Churban Beis Hamikdash. Yom Kippur was not instituted for the Churban Beis Hamikdash. Yom Kippur is a mitzvah parshas achirimais. It was done already earlier. Frag the Gemara, Tishabov Nami, Tishabov also is one of these. So when there's no Gzedis, you don't have to fast Tishabov. So why they send out Shluchim for Av? You have here an inherent paradox. Av, yes. Tamuz, no. Uh, Tavis, no. You don't want, you want to do Av, do them. You don't want to do them, don't do Av. I'm a Rif Papa. Rif Papa again says, Shiny Tishabov. Tishabov is different. On Tishabov, the Tsaris were doubled. The Amar Mar, the master said, On Tisha B'Av, the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed twice. The first Beis HaMikdash and the second Beis HaMikdash. That's a whole different level of Tzaras. Vinilka the Beitar. Also, besides that, on Tisha B'Av, Beitar was conquered and defeated. Basically, after the Romans destroyed the second Beis HaMikdash in the year 68 after the Common Era, 68, 69, 70, approximately 50, approximately uh, 70 years later, Bar Koichva staged a revolt against the Romans for a few years, and he was incredibly successful. There's even an argument that he rebuilt the Beis HaMikdash. There was a third Beis HaMikdash for a little while. He minted coins. He mamish established an independent empire and he defeated the Roman legions in Judea and Israel in a way that the Romans never experienced such defeat. It was a unique Hatzloch a unique Bar had for a few years to the point that Rabbi Akiva could think that he's Mashiach. 
That's how successful he was. He said, it's over, he's Mashiach, it's all going to be good. The last fortress was Beitar. Beitar had tens and tens of thousands of Jews, and the Romans conquered Beitar, slaughtered everybody. That happened on Tisha B'Av. Awesome. So this was like, after the Chorban, some 60 years later, it happened again. Milka the Beitar. Next, Nechr Shahair. The Roman Caesar, the Roman Emperor, plowed Yerushalayim. He literally made the whole city desolate. He plowed down Yerushalayim, which would be inhabitable, like a field. Mamish like a field. So because of all of this, all this happened on Tisha B'Av, because of all these Tzaris, the Besamekdash was destroyed twice in the same day, here they had a different relationship to Tisha B'Av. That even when there's no Gzeris HaMalchus, if there's no Shalom, they still fasted. It's not anymore Ratzu Misanin, Ratzu Ein Misanin. It's a whole different experience. Therefore, Tisha B'Av was a fast day, even when there's no Gzeir Samalchus. That's why they were Shluchim for Tisha B'Av. There was a time after the second Misanin that there was Shulam? After the Charm from the second Misanin? Yeah, we're talking here about after the Charm of the Shine, right? So, yeah, so it's ain't Shalom. There's no Shalom. Why is there no Shalom? Because the Jewish people are in Golos, they're in exile. But it's not necessarily the time of Exodus. There could be eight. There could be three situations. So one situation is this Exodus. One situation is this no Shalom, but there's no Exodus. And one situation is yes Shalom. Ah. So you want to know why we're fasting today? Yeah, because the mission is, is, is written after the Father, right? Take a look in Toysvus. Toysvus asks a question. So Toysvus says, On the 17th day of Tammuz, the Mishnah says in Tainus that five things happened. Five things happened on Tisha B'Av, including the breaking of the Luchas, the breaching of the wall of Yerushalayim. Ah? Bittul HaTamid, you mean the Bittul of the Carbon Tamid? Yeah? Sreyfes HaToyra, Hemetzalem Behechel, five things. So what do you mean, Huchpulu Baitzaris? Shavas Batamas also had. The Vanzi Vanzi conference, ah? Huh? Never knew that. He pushed it off. Sharon pushed it off to Hamisha Asabaov. You mean uh, you mean the Spanish expulsion of 1492 and the First World War? World War One also Tishabov. Ah? Huh? Yeah. The Khurban of the Besamikdash is much more severe because that happened to Shabbat. Vaid Loidamilatubaov the Tsara Achasuchbalabai. It's not like Tish the same thing happened twice on Tishabov. Huchbalabai doesn't just mean a lot of things happen. The same Tsara happened again, that's a different level. When the same Tsara happens twice in the same day, woo, that's a different level. So therefore, Tisha B'Av, they sent Shluchim. 
But the other fast, Ratzu Misana, Ratzu Ein Misana. Now the Rambam says in Perish HaMishnayas, as we mentioned, that even during the second Beis HaMeters, they used to fast on Tisha B'Av. So the Mepharshim say in our Sugya, we see clearly that Bizman Sheyesh Shalom, it's L'Sasana L'Simcha. When there's complete peace and the Jewish people are under their own rule, you're not allowed to fast on Tisha B'Av. So how can the Rambam say that in the time of the Beis HaMeters, they fasted on Tisha B'Av and therefore they sent out Shluchim for Chamesh HaSabav? So the Svasema says that the Rambam learns that when the Gemara says, Bizman sheyash shalom yil asasun al-asimcha, what does Rashi say? Shalom? She'ein yad o'evdekechavim t'kifal Yisrael. Rashi doesn't just say the Beis HaMikdash exists. He says the Jewish people are under their own rule. The Rambam says during the second Beis HaMikdash, there was a time, for example, by the Hashmanayim, that the Jews were free. But in the beginning they were under Persian rule. Then they were under Greek rule. Then they were under Syrian Greek rule. And the Hashmanayim revolted and got back the regime, got back the Malchus for around 100 years, and then they went under Roman rule. So therefore, most of Bayesheni, Rashi says that it has to be He doesn't just say Shalom means it's a Beis HaMikdash. He says that the Jews can't be under any dominance, but during the Bayesheni they were. Not like by Bayes Rishon. So therefore, in the Zman Habayis Shani, there were years that the Ummah Oilam dominated the Jewish people. And according to Rav Papa, even if there's no Gzairis, what do we say? It's Ein Shalom. So Ratzu Misanin, Ratzu Ein Misanin. And they wanted to fast Tishabov. The Rambam learns they wanted to fast Tishabov to mourn what was lost with Bayis Rishon. The other fasts, not Tishabov. They wanted to fast. So that's how the Rambam learns that Tisha B'Av they fasted and Tisha B'Av by Yisraeli and that's why they sent Shluchim. Other months they decided they don't want to fast. The same is true after Chorb and Habayis. Tisha B'Av they continued to fast and the other fasts, Ratzu Ein Misanin. Why Ratzu Ein Misanin? Because Yesh Ein Gzeris HaMalchus. So therefore, other months they didn't send out Shluchim because it was voluntary. What? For Tisha B'Av? You mean because because uh, you mean those three years for the period of time that they were not under? The I don't know. You're saying those years under Bar yeah, yeah. he ruled for a few years, so they wouldn't fast. Yeah, it had to be Sasson or Simcha because it's Yesh Shalom. That would be comparable to the husband. On the other hand, there was no Beis Hamikdash. Yeah, yeah. But you said you say built. He started to rebuild. There's some. It's not clear. The sources yeah. that he started to rebuild the second. I don't think he finished the third Beis Hamikdash. But the Hashmonim was a Beis Hamikdash. In one way, yes; in one way, not. By the Hashmonim there was a Beis Hamikdash. By Bar Koichva there was no Beis Hamikdash. Yeah, right. But at the time of Bar Koichva, what they Yeah, he was entrenched in war, so it was not a time of Shalom. It was not a time of Shalom. The Hashmonim were also entrenched in war. Hanukkah didn't happen like this. It went for 25 years. Cheshmonayim was also true. No, Jerusalem they cleansed. Yes, 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 yes. Right. Right, right, right. But the question is about today. What is so what did the Gemara say? We had a problem here. The problem is that the Shluchim did not go out in the months of 
Tammuz and Tevis. And there are two fast days on those months, during those months. Shiva Asa Betamuz and Asara Betavis. Shiva Asa Betamuz is the day that the walls of Yerushalayim were breached and the enemy could finally penetrate. Indeed, three weeks later, the destruction happened because on the 17th of Tammuz the walls were breached and it did not constitute a protection anymore. Asara Betavis was the beginning of the siege around the walls not allowing for people to come in or come out, not allowing for food or water to enter into the city, which was basically the ancient strategy of war, to choke a city by creating a siege so you can have nobody going in and out, no supplies that are vital to life could be brought in, and as a result of that, they hoped to uh, crush the resistance, simply starve the people to death, to the point they have no choice, so that was that Sarabatevis. So you have Tisha B'Av is the actual Khurban, the burning of the base of Mektish. Shivasa Batamas is three weeks earlier, is the breaching of the walls. Asarabatevis, some months earlier, is the beginning of the siege. And Shluchim don't go out, Tevis or Tamas, even though they go out in the month of Av. That's the problem the Gemara raised. And of course, the Gemara brought the Psukim and the Pasuk and Schaya. Where Hashem speaks about where 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 the prophet Shaya quotes Hashem as saying that there are four fasts, which will be transformed into holidays. They will become holidays, days of joy, Sasan, Simcha, Madam Taiva. What are the four fasts? Fourth month, which is Tammuz, we start with Nisan. Fifth month, which is of Seventh month, which is Tishrei, Tzom Gedalia, the fast of Gedalia. And finally, the tenth month, which is the month of Tevis. And all of them are going to be days of joy in the future. And Rav Shimon Hasid explained the meaning of this, that in a time of peace, there will be Sassid and Simcha, but in a time of no peace, there's going to be a fast day. When there's no Shalom, there's going to be a fast day. The time of the Beis HaMikdash, a time of joy. But in the time when there's no Beis HaMikdash, ain't Shalom, it's a fast day. If it's a fast day, it's clear that what? That when there was no Beis HaMikdash, Jews had to fast on these days, then why did emissaries not go out? That was the question. So Rav Papa answered the question, and he said the meaning of the Pasuk is that there are three categories. There's a time when there is joy during these days, there's a time when you have to fast during these days. And there's a third era when it's voluntary. The distinction is when there is Shalom. What do we mean when there is Shalom? Rashi says that the hands of the Gentiles do not rule over the Jewish people. They have complete independence and self-determination. They're a free people. They're a liberated people. That's Shalom. As it's clear also from the Gemara, it means during the Beis HaMikdash. Then, it's days of joy. Not only are you not fasting, you're not allowed to fast. It's an Isser to fast. You're not allowed to make eulogies, you're not allowed to fast. It has to be a day of Simcha. That's an obligation. The other extreme, when there is Xeris HaMalchus, meaning it's not just 
the Jewish people don't have a base Hamikdash and they're not uh, and they're not independent. But actually, it's the other way around. They're being oppressed. They're being oppressed. There's Xeris decrees, evil, malicious decrees against them. Then there's an obligation to fast. And then there is the top period in the middle where, as he says, ain't Xeris Amalchus, ain't Shalom. A time when there is no Xeris Amalchus, there is no negative Khalila decrees against them. But nonetheless, it's not a time of absolute peace and prosperity in the sense of there's no Beis Hamikdash, the non-Jews still rule over the Jewish people. Now, it depends on the will. If they want, they can fast. If they want, they can't fast. They, they, if, if they don't want, they don't have to fast. That's what Rav Papa explained in these Pesukim, and that answers the question. Why does it answer the question? Because when this Mishnah was written, it wasn't a time of Shalom, it was after the Beis HaMikdash. But it wasn't a time of Xeris HaMalchus. It wasn't a time of decrees against the Jewish people. So therefore, the fast was voluntary. If the fast was voluntary, so the Shluchim didn't have to go out. So the Gemara says, so why Tisha B'Av? Tisha B'Av is in the same, in the same package. On this, the Gerev Papa says, Tisha B'Av was unique. Tisha B'Av was unique because the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed on Tisha B'Av once, and it was destroyed a second time. Huchpullah by Tsaris. Much more Tsaris. First of all, the Churban Beis HaMikdash essentially is a much more serious thing. Plus, it happened on Tisha B'Av twice. And therefore, Tisha B'Av was <coughs> treated, treated differently. That the Jewish people were stringent with this fast more than other fasts. And therefore, Shluchim went out on this, on this fast. Now, just to explain this a little more, and to answer some of the questions yesterday, is what Ritva says. That when the Gemara discussed this Mishnah, the Gemara is written in the times of the Amirayim, which is after the Mishnah. The Mishnah is written... The Chorban Beis HaMikdash happens around the year 68 after the Common Era. The Mishnah is written more than a century later by Rabbi Yehuda HaNasi. The Gemara is written subsequent centuries, explaining the Mishnah. In the times of the Amorayim, they fasted all the fasts, just like we fast. They fasted. So they wondered, why were the Noshlochem, Tamas and Tevis? Because they fasted all of the fasts. <coughs> they assumed that in the times of the Mishnah, they also fasted all these fasts. That is how the Gemara phrased its question. What was the conclusion? The conclusion is that it's not that way. Essentially, these tiniest, if you want, you fast. If you don't want, you don't fast. So in the time of the Mishnah, some fasted, some didn't fast. Because it was a voluntary experience, therefore, Bezdin didn't feel they have to send out Shluchim to tell you which day, which not day, because even if you know the day and you don't want to fast, you don't have to fast. If you don't know the day, you have actually a good, you have a good excuse, right? What happened afterwards? Afterwards, Jewish communities accepted upon themselves that they want to fast. So even though essentially these tiniest, when there's no Shalom and there's no Xeris HaMalchus, are voluntary, once communities accepted upon themselves, the fast, the tiniest. So that became an obligation that they, so to speak, placed on themselves. 
So therefore, in Torah and Shulchan Aruch, we have these fasts as a halacha, that you have to fast. But that happened because Kalal Yisrael, in all of the different regions, decided that they want to accept this fast, even in a time when there's no Xeris HaMalchus, but there's no Shalom. The truth is that there is a shit of the Ran. The Ran says that even if everybody fasts, if you don't want to fast, you don't have to fast. Ratzim is it's an individual thing. The Ramban argues, the Ramban brings that if the Jewish people accepted upon themselves to fast, the Klal accepted upon themselves to fast, then there's an obligation also on every individual, and he, and he should also fast. So the Ramban says, therefore today, can I come and say, you know what, I'm not into this. America is a very nice country. I'm not fasting. Ratzu Emesanen, yeah, it's a clear Gemara. Some would argue there's room for this. But the Ramban says, the Ramban says, no. Since the Jewish people in previous generations accepted upon themselves to fast, so therefore, therefore, no one today has the right as a Jew, to extricate himself, unless when the Shulchan Aruch, of course, there's all the various leniencies, health and, uh, you know, pregnant mother, pregnant women, nursing mothers, or whatever the situation is, especially as the Gullahs continued, and the Tsarists increased. So there were times of Xeris HaMalchus so often, so frequently, so therefore, so then everyone is obligated anyway. So therefore, the Poyo, Klal Yisrael accepted upon themselves to fast, already in the times of the Amirayim, but in the times of the Mishnah, he says it wasn't that way. Ratzu Misan, Ratzu Misan, there was no Chayva, since there was no Chayva. So therefore, some communities did it, some communities didn't do it, some people did it, so therefore they didn't send Arshluch. Tanya, we learned a brisa. You see where we are? We are Yudchasamid Bays, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. 14 lines from the top. The line starts Venechrishahir. The city was plowed. That's what happened on Tishabov, and we're holding Tanya. Everybody has it? Tanya. The line starts Venechrishahir. Tanya, we learned in a brace. Amr Reb Shimon said, Arbod Vorim Hoyer Rabbi Akiva Doirish, Vani Ein Doirish Kemoise. Four things that says in Tanakh, Rabbi Akiva used to explain a certain way. Ani and I ain't Doirish Kemoise. I do not explain it the same way. I have a different opinion. Four things. And the Gemara here is going to quote the Brice, quoting the Brice, is going to quote one of the disagreements. What's the disagreement? Rabbi Kiva used to say, we learned in Scharia, in the previous Gemara, Scharia Perik Ches, about the four fasts. Tzaymarevi, Chamishi, Shvi, Yasid. Rabbi Kiva used to say this. Tzaymarevi, Zetisha Betamos. 
Tzayim Arvi is the ninth day of Tammuz, Sheboi Hufka Ha'ir, in which the city of Yerushalayim was breached during the period of the destruction of the first Beis Hamikdash through Nebuchadnezzar, who was the king, the monarch of Babylonia, present-day Iraq. The Pasuk says in Yirmiya Perik Nun Beis, and let's quote the whole Pasuk, V'chodesh HaRivi B'tishelach Chodesh, on the fourth month, on the ninth day of the month, the ninth day of the month, Vayechaza Karov Be'ir, the hunger became very strong in the city. There was no bread for the nation living in the land. People were starving. So at last, the city was breached. Baka means there was a split. In other words, the walls, the fortresses opened. They, there was no, they couldn't resist it anymore. The enemy managed to get in. And the men of war escaped because the enemy could enter into Yerushalayim. So what does the Pasuk say in Yirmiyah? That the ninth day of Tammuz by the first base of Mikdash, the city was breached. So Rabbi Akiva said, now you understand why there's a fast on the fourth month. Because of test Tammuz, what happened? Why does the Pasuk in Zechariah call it Revi, Tzayma Revi, the fourth? Revi, Lechadashim. Because it's the fourth of months. Nisan is number one. Ear, Sivan, Tammuz is four. Next, Rabbi Akiva continues. Tzayma Chamishi, Zetish above. Shabbai Nisraf, Beis Aleikeinu. The ninth of Av, when the house of our God was burnt. Amai Kari Lechamishi. Why is it called the fifth fast? It doesn't mean it's number five. It means Chamishi Lechadashim. The fifth of the month, again, you start with Nisan, of is number five. Next, Rabbi Akiva continues. What's Tzayim HaShri? The seventh fast. Zesh Tishrei. This is the third of Tishrei. Shabai Nera Gedalia ben Achikam. Gedalia, the son of Achikam, is murdered. Gedalia is appointed by the Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar to rule over the Jewish people that remained in the Holy Land after the rest of the people were exiled to Babylonia, after the Churban by Yisrishim. Gedalia is the governor who takes care of the Jewish people. He's in charge of the Jewish community under the direct authority of Nebuchadnezzar, who now who's now ruling the country. He defeated Judea. He defeated the Jewish people. Umi Aragai, who murdered him? Yishmol ben Asanya. Yishmol ben Asanya was actually a Jew, a descendant of Beis David, who was jealous. He was envious of Gedalia as a leader that Gedaya was appointed by Nebuchadnezzar, and he goes and he kills him. Yishmol ben Asanya Haragoy. Yishmol ben Asanya kills him. Huh? No. Gedalia was appointed by Nebuchadnezzar. Yishmol ben Asanya, a whole plot has him assassinated. Gedalia was a tzaddik? Huh? Gedalia the Gemara says, was a tzaddik, we'll see in a moment. Lelamdach to teach you. Sheshkula. Now, you can ask a question here. I don't understand. It's a tragedy that Gedalia was killed, he was murdered. But I mean, you're comparing it to Tishabov as the Khurban Besamikdash, Shivasabatam as the city of the street. I mean, the whole nation changed. So the Bakiva says, Lilamdach to teach you, Shashkula Misasan shall Tzadikim Kisrefas Basilikaim. The death of Tzadikim is equivalent to the burning of the house of our God. That's why he goes into these fasts. Because the Misasan Shal Tzadikim is like Tishabov. It's like Srefas Basilikaino. 
That's why he puts it here. How, how does Tzayim Ashri come into this list? Because it's not just uh, it's not just Stam. Oh, so now you'll ask a question. So every time a tzaddik passes away, in other words, you want to know why don't we fast every single day of the year, right? Instead of not saying Tachun every single day of the year, like some people do, we should actually fast every single day of the year. At least when they were killed. Ah. Huh? So L'cha'ayda, that's where Rabbi Akiva adds, Mi haraga yishmal ben Asanya. Why is that relevant here? It's part of the story. Why is that relevant here to say who killed him? But that explains that this wasn't just a death of a tzaddik, which is also, of course, very tragic. But rather here, there was a whole new problem. Because since he was killed through another Jew, so therefore the Jews were fearful that Nebuchadnezzar is going to take revenge of all the Jews. Because this was an inside job. And they all had to leave. They all escaped the land of Israel. They went down to Egypt. Exactly what happened. Yeah, that's what happened. Yirmiya said they should remain in the land, Yirmiya Hanavi. But they were afraid, so they all left, uh, they all left to Egypt. The Rambam says in Hilchus Tainius that when Gedalia was killed, the coal, the remaining coal, the fire was already out. It was already after the Chorb, but there was still that Gachelis, you know? There was still coal. That was that was hot, and the, the coal was extinguished, and the Xera of Golis was really completed because the community was it was just obliterated. So it wasn't just Gedalia's death; it was the end of Srefa's Basilikano. It was like the culmination of Tishabov. the end of the community in Israel. The, the community in Israel ended; they all left. They went to Egypt. So you had in Babylonia, and you had in Egypt. Why did Why did the army tell he said not to go to Mitzrayim. That was the word. Bavel, yeah, but not to Mitzrayim. They went to Mitzrayim. Yeah, that was the problem. It became part of the Gullus. It became part of the story of Gullus. In other words, it was uh, it, it caused a whole... It caused the obliteration of the Jewish issue of an extra So what did you know, all the, 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 the of this, to go to Yeah, they left. Yeah. He told them clearly not so, to go. So what is the, what is the, what is the for that? He was a Navi. So he did a, he, did he was a Navi, yeah, it wasn't... I uh, was a continuing to return to Mitzrayim. That was something else, yeah. But that's not what you Right. About. Right. Right. He was a good man. No, this is a Novi. This is a Novi. That's how we know the story. The Gemara says he was a tzaddik. Next, Tzayma Asiri, the tenth fast. What does it mean? It doesn't mean number ten. Zeh Tevis, the tenth of Tevis. Shabai Samach Melech Bavala Yerushalayim. When the king of Bavel seized, he created a siege on Yerushalayim. The word Samach actually would mean the opposite. Samach, like we say in Ashrei, Soymech Hashem Lechalanoiflu, right? Which means supports. Samach is supports. Smicha. Smicha means you support somebody. When they were ordained, they would ordain Smicha, or you do Smicha on an animal, you put your hands on it. Samach comes from the word Samuch, which also means close. In a paradoxical way, he became close to Yerushalayim. Samach Malach Bavel. He became he became too close to Yerushalayim. There was no distance anymore. He created a siege over over Yerushalayim.
No, nicht eingenommen. No, no, no. Arum geringelt. Arum geringelt. The siege, like, oh, he surrounded the city so nobody can go in and go out. It's brought in Svarim that the reason the Navi uses this word, which means like helping, coming closest, because Lepoyal Mamish, there was something, there was a spiritual potential here too. Hashem is Makdim Refuel Amaka. It says before every Maka there's a remedy before. That when, uh, when uh, people can't go in and go out from somewhere, so they're stuck inside together, so naturally two things can happen. Either they can become u- more unified, or could they become more disintegrated, killing each other. So the Samach was also an opportunity for the Jewish people to realize they're in the same boat, so they should be able to be united with each other. So if it would have worked out that way, retroactively, it would have been Samach. It would have been a help in the sense of Samach Hashem. In reality, it turned out the other way. But that's the interesting expression. Samach Melech Bavala Yerushalayim. Shenemar. It says in Yechaskul, Vayihi Dvar, let's read the whole Pasuk. Vayihi Dvar Adenoye Lai Bashana Hatshiyiz, Bachaydish Asidi, Baasala Chaydish Lamer. Hashem spoke to me in the ninth year. This is the ninth year of the Golos of Yehoyachin, the last king. Yehoyachin uh, was the second to the last king. And Sitkiyahu, the last king, whom Nebuchadnezzar exiled, exiled, so the ninth year of that, exile. Bachaydish Asidi, the tenth month. Baasal Bachaydish Lamer on the tenth of the month. In other words, the tenth of Tevis. Hashem said, Ben Adam, son of man, Ksav Lechaz Shem Hayoimes Etzem Hayoimazes Samach Melech Bavale Yerushalayim. Write down this name, the name of this day. Etzem Hayoimazes, the essence of this day. The king of Bavel besieged Yerushalayim. So on the tenth of Tevis, Hashem tells Yecheskel, who lived in Bavel. Yecheskel went to Bavel with with Yehoiachim uh, with Yechania. There were two stages in the exile. There was one stage uh, before. 11 years before the Churban of Bayesrishan. Churban of Bayesrishan happened in the year 3338 since creation. 3338 since creation. Gimel, Shin, Lamed, Ches. Shilach. The year that the Jewish people were sent away. Already 11 years before the Bukhadnezzar sent away Yechonya, Melech Yehuda, with many of, uh, like we say about Mordechai, yeah, in the Megillah, Ish Yehuda, Yehoyabashashashan Abin, Asher Hagla, Mirishalayim, Hagoyla, Asher Hagla, saw. With Yechonia, Melech Yehuda, Shehigla, Bukhanetzer, was already 11 years before the Chorban, and then Bukhanetzer appointed a new king, Tzitkiah, who revolted against him, and then he exiled him also, and he destroyed the Beis HaMikdash. So therefore, Yechesko went into Golas the first time, and Hashem tells him, write down this day, Asara B'Tevis, Kusamach Melech Bavel Al, El Yerushalayim. Write down the name of the day, in other words, which day it is, which day in the week, and which day in the month. Etzem Ayayim The Radak says over there that Hashem was telling Yecheskel they lived in Babylonia. They didn't know what was happening in Yerushalayim. He says, write down and tell everybody that Asara B'tavis is the day that Nebuchadnezzar besieged the city of Yerushalayim. Later when they'll hear it, when the people will come and they'll hear it, they will realize that you are an authentic prophet, you're not a false prophet, because you knew exactly the day when Nebuchadnezzar besieged Yerushalayim. Why is it called ten? It's the 10th of the month. It doesn't mean the 10th fast. It doesn't even mean the 10th of the day. It means Asiri L'Chadosh. So Rabbi Akiva explained the Pasuk in Tishabov, Tishabav, 
Tzom Gedalia and Gimel Tishrei and Asara B'Tevus. Stam, an interesting thing that Avudraham writes, the Beis Yosef brings, that if Asara B'Tevus is Chol on Shabbos, you would have to fast. Why? Because it says here, Etzem Hayoim Azah. By Yom Kippur, it also says, Be'etzem Hayoim Azah. So because of the comparison, just like Yom Kippur, you fast on Shabbos, Asara B'Tevus, you would fast on Shabbos. In our calendar, Asara B'Tevus can't be on Shabbos. But when they were Makadosh, the Chodesh, Al Piyariyah, Asara B'Tevus could be on Shabbos, could be any day. So therefore, Asara B'Tevus would be a fast day also, even if it's on Shabbos, just like Yom Kippur. Unlike Tisha B'Av, which you push off to Sunday. He says, I don't understand. The fast of Asar Batevis should have been first in the Pasuk, because first came the siege, then came the breaching, then came the Chorban, then came Gedalia's murder. Why do you start off with Shavasa Batamos? Lama Nichtav Khan, why does Hashem say to Sky, Tsaima Revi, Tsaima Khamishri, Tsaima Shri, Tsaima Siri? He should start off, Tsaima Revi, Tsaima Siri. That's the order, the chronological order. Why was Asar B'Tevis written here? What do we mean here? here mean at the end of the verse? He wanted to organize the months in the Pasuk according to the order of the year, not according to the chronology of how it happened. How it happened, Tevis is the first. But in our calendar, when we're trying to make a cheshbon of the fast, you start with Nisan, so you start with Tamas. That's how Rabbi Akiva explained this possible. So Rabbi Shimon said, four things Rabbi Akiva used to explain, and I disagree with him. This is one of them. What do I say? Ani I don't say this. I say that he has it wrong. The tenth fast, the fast of the tenth month is the fifth of Tevis. Hey Tevis! On that day, the rumor came to Goyla, came to exile. The Jewish people who were already in Babylonia 11 years before the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. Beis HaMikdash is destroyed in 3888 and there's Jews already there 11 years before. Talmidei Chachamim, Nevi'im, Nebuchadnezzar sent the most prominent Jews he sent 11 years before the Chorban. That's why when the rest of the community came, they already had a Kabbalah Sponim. They already had hospitality from the greatest Jews who went to Babylonia before. That's interesting because Bavel grew into the most successful diaspora community in Jewish history. Bavel had a yeshiva for 1,500 years. There's no yeshiva in Jewish history that lasted 1,500 years. We're happy for yeshiva lasts for a couple of years. You can imagine the deficit of the yeshiva in Bavel. 1,500-year yeshiva. It became the most flourishing community in the world outside of Eretz Yisrael. The whole Talmud Bavli was written in Bavl, Yeah, How did that happen? Because 11 years before, you had Mardechai there, you had Yicheskelanovi there, you had Yichanya there, you had the Kharash and the Mazgad, the big Talmud. They created the Kabbalah Sponim. They created the, the, the infrastructure of Bavl. Already the Jews afterwards were coming into their world. Contrast that with America. Right? It's the exact opposite. The first Jews who came to America were from Germany, from Western Europe. They were Reformed Jews. So they created the infrastructure. The Orthodox Jews came to America. It was already the opposite. The infrastructure was one of complete Reformed Judaism. They had to fight the status quo. That changed the whole experience in America. Take, for example, England, uh, uh, South Africa, Australia. It wasn't that way. That's why you can't compare Judaism over there to Judaism in America. It has to do who makes the Kabbalah's Ponim. 
You know, who comes in? Who comes into the office first? A boss who's not in the office in the beginning of the day, he comes 12 o'clock, you know, after this, is already, the Kabbalah's partner is already by other people, it's a different atmosphere. Who comes first, you know? Huh? Iraq? Yeah. Present day Iraq, yeah. So what does he say? The rumor came to exile. The Jews who were already there. What's the rumor? That the city was smitten. The city was defeated and the people were, were, were either killed or exiled. Shenemar. Pasuk says in Yecheskel. Remember, Yecheskel is living in Babylonia. It was the 12th year on the 10th month on the 5th day. The pollet, the pollet is the fugitive, came from Jerusalem and he told me the city was destroyed. When was this? On Hay Tavis, on the 12th year of Argolos. What do we mean the 12th year of Argolos? As we said, they came 11 years before the Churban and this rumor came in the middle of the 12th year. A fugitive came and he told me that Yerushalayim was destroyed. The day that they heard the story, they treated it like the day of the Churban itself, and they established it as a fast day. A whole new fast day called Hey Tevis. Why? Because Yom Shmua became like Yom Shreifa. For the Jews living in Bavel, they didn't experience it. They were already gone. <coughs> the Jews in Yerushalayim, they knew when the Churban happened. They were there. They were either killed or they were, they were exiled. But the Jews in Bavel were already under Nebuchadnezzar's rule, and they were living more calmly in Golos. They heard about it, hey Tavis, and the day of the rumor, the, not the, the day that they heard about it, became like the day when it was burnt, and they made it a fast day. That's Tzoyim, Hashem made it a fast day. Six that is Tzoyim HaSiri, he argues with Rabbi Akiva. So that's six months for them to find out? Yes. It took six months, yeah. Who was the But didn't it take three years from the You mean Rome? That's the second base of English. Yeah, over there, the Great Revolt uh, starts around sixty-six, and it takes a few years till Rome. Uh, yeah, because the, the second base of English, they had extraordinary stores of food. The Kanoyim, the Sikrikin, burnt everything. They could have survived many years under the siege of Rome, but they wanted war. They wanted war. He also agrees that sort of a time is happening. Yes. Another fast? Another fast? No, he says that's the fast. Rav says that's the fast. It's not Asari Batevis, it's Chabishi Batevis. It's not a siege, it's the Shumia. What does he do with the Kusik? It says. The Pesach doesn't say fast? No, he doesn't argue that Asar Batevis there was a siege. That's a Pasuk in Yecheskel, clearly. He just says that we have to fast on the 5th of Tevis, even though by Churban Bayashedi nothing happened at this day, just like Tzom Gedalia. Tzom Gedalia, we fast for what happened in Bayash Rishon. The other, the, other, the other events happened again in the second base of Mikdash. Yeah, Tishabov was a Khurban. But Hey Tavis didn't happen again. Sam Gedali also never happened again. He said, just like you fast Sam Gedali for the first base of Magdush, you have to fast, you have to fast, uh, you have to fast Hey Tavis. Lapoyal, the halacha was accepted like Rabbi Akiva, not like Rabbi Shimon. Huh? This Hey Tavis is almost a year after it happened. 
Right? Around six months, yeah? No. After the Tish above. Oh, that's what you mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Argue with Rabbi Akiva the meaning of the word Saim HaSiri. Yeah. The books came back to San Sani. Rup Shibit? No, you're right. The, 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 the books didn't come back. No, you're right. The news. The news. Not the news, the verdict. The verdict. The verdict. Just rule. And the verdict. Right. The verdict. The truth is that. In Divrei Agada, you can argue. Divrei Agada, you can argue. But it's a good question. Reb Shimon is really strong. He says, and my words make more sense than his words. Remember, Reb Akiva was his Rebbe also. Why? Then he says, I say, is in the water. is the first thing that happened. From the four problems, from the four tragedies, that's the first one. Al-Akharin, Akharin, it goes in the order. The city was breached, Besamiktish was burnt, Gedalia was murdered, and the Jews in Babel heard about it on Haytavis. Al-Rishin, Rishin, Al-Akharin, Akharin. V'huwaim, Rabbi Akiva says, Al-Rishin, Akharin. The Tzaymarivi, which is the first one, is really the Akharin, it's the last thing that happened. Why? Because it's the breaching of the city after the siege. And Akharin, the last thing, is Rishin. The Tzayim HaAsiri, which is Asari B'tavis, is really the first thing that happened. Shimon explains. Rabbi Akiva believes that the Pasuk wants to follow the order of the months. And that's why Tavis becomes the last one, even though it's the first event. According to my explanation the Pasuk, the order is following the Seder Puranis, which means the order in which the tragedies, the Puranis means the negative tragedies, happened. And that's why you understand that Nirin Dvarai Midvarav, my words make more sense than his words that the Torah enumerates the four fasts the way they happened, not in the system of the months. What? They're not arguing about the first three. They're just arguing about Tzema Asiri. It's one of the things. It's another, four, another three things that they argue about. Rashi says, You see? Zu achas mehen. Vahagimol shnuyin betaysefta there's another three that are enumerated in Abraisa, Masech, Tesoyta, and in Sifri. And Rashi says, Ben Adam, Yoshve, HaCharovus, V'goymer, Pasuk in Yecheskel, Hatsoyin, V'abaka, Yishachet, V'goymer, Pasuk in Baaloischa, V'atere, Sores, Bon Hagar, HaMitzris, Metzachek, Pasuk in Parshas, Vayeda. So the Sifri says that basically, it says in Parshas, Vayeda, that Sores saw that Yishmal, the son of Hagar, was Metzachek. He was being Metzachek. Rabbi Akiva says it means he was Oved Avoid That's what Metzachik means. Rabbi Shimon says, I disagree. Metzachik means he was yeah. mocking him from the word Tzachik and he was saying, I'm the oldest and I'm going to inherit all the double assets of Avram Avinu. The second one is a parashas Baaloischa. The Jews are hungry, they want meat, they hate the food in Egypt, they hate the food in the Midbar, they hate the man. So Moshe tells Hashem, Even if we're going to slaughter the sheep and the cattle, are we going to have enough for all, uh, for all of these Jews? So he says, Rabbi Akiva says, and Moshe was saying that even if you're going to shecht all of the animals, it's not going to be enough. And Rabbi Shimon says, that's not what he said. He said there's going to be enough, but they're not going to stop complaining. 
That's the issue. There's going to be enough. He wasn't doubting there won't be enough. They're not going to stop complaining. And um, what? <laughs> Rabbi Kiv is a pella because it's a question of Mechusar Amonar. Moshe didn't believe that Hashem can provide. So Rabbi Shimon says, no, he wasn't saying that Hashem can't provide. There'll be enough. The problem is the Jews, it's not going to help the problem because they're chronic complainers. They don't kvetch because of what they don't have. They kvetch because they have to kvetch. So you always find a reason to kvetch. That's not... That's another issue. And finally, the third pasuk is, in Yecheskel, it says, Ben Adam, like Rashi quotes the beginning, Ben Adam, The Jews were saying Avram was one and he inherited the land. For sure, we're many, for sure we're going to inherit the land. So Rabbi Akiva said that the Jewish people were basically saying, we cannot be expelled from Eretz Yisrael. Avram Avinu served one God, and yet he got the land. We serve many gods, for sure we're going to get the land. If you get one god, so it's much better if you have a lot of gods, right? What do you need, one bank account? If you have a twenty, if you have 2,000 bank accounts, it's much better. That's how Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva interpreted And Rabbi Shimon looks at it in a positive way, and he says, Avram, who only did one mitzvah, mitzvah's milah, and he got the land. We, who have so many mitzvahs, for sure we're going to get the land. Now, this is a very... Nobody argues about the test, test uh, Thomas? We're going to see in Taisvis. That's a good question. One moment. What's, what's important to ask here is one question. Throughout Shas, you have constantly arguments. One person says this, one person says this. You say, Rabbi Akiva says this, Rabbi Shmuel says this, Rabbi Huda says this, Rabbi Meir says this, Abaye, Ra, Shmuel, Abaye, Rav, Rav, Shmuel, whatever. Here... Amr Rabbi Shimon, there's four things Rabbi Akiva says, and you should know, I don't say like him. Why can't you just bring a machlekes? Rabbi Akiva said this, Rabbi Shimon said this. Rabbi Shimon makes this whole thing, he doesn't just argue, he makes a point to say, he says this, Vani ain't derish kamaisa. You don't have, that's not how arguments are recorded usually, you say this, and he said this. And obviously there's an argument, and then at the end he finishes again, Vani ain't Okay, Rakiva said this, but really it's that. No, Vani In other words, there was a point here to bring out that he argued. And then at the end he says, and of course my words are more logical. Okay, that I understand. He's trying to prove his words. Yeah, but the question is what this, this, this introduction. I once saw a vart that there's an argument in Masechta Sanhedrin. if the Aseris HaShvatim are ever going to come back. One of the great mysteries of Jewish history is that 150 years before the Churban Beis HaMikdash, the Assyrian Empire came and exiled the ten tribes living in the northern part of Eretz Yisrael. And within 100, 200 years, you don't hear from them ever again. How that happened, there wasn't a small community. You're dealing with majority of Klal Yisrael, who just disappeared, and you never hear from them again, ever. Every few years we'll hear regards from Japan, from Afghanistan, from Africa. We're the missing tribe. tribe. We do this, we do that. But as we know, uh, you know, nothing has been really authenticated. The question is, are they ever going to come back to Jewish history? Rabbi Akiva said, no, they're lost. To the point that the Gemara says, Shafke Rabbi Akiva lechasiduse. Rabbi Akiva was known as such a lover of the Jewish people. And here the Gemara says, he abandoned his... uh, his, uh, his piety, his, his chassidus. And Rabbi Shimon argued with him. Rabbi Shimon said, 
the Aserah Sashvatim are going to come back. And this was a huge argument between them about the future of the Jewish people. In this Pasuk in Zechariah, the Pasuk says, Koi Amar Hashem Tzvokos, Tzayma Revi, Tzayma Chamishi, Tzayma Shvi, Tzayma Asiri, Yia, Lebeis Yehuda, Lesosin, Lesimcha, Lemed, Tzayma Vemes, Mashalom Ahevo. These are going to be holidays for Beis Yehuda, for the house of Yehuda. The house of Yehuda is not all the Jewish people. The house of Yehuda basically means the Jews that are connected to Yehuda. The ten tribes were the tribes that chose a new king, not the king of Yehuda. See, when Shloimeh died, his son took over Rechavim. Rechavim imposed heavy taxes. They revolted against Rechavim and they made a new king, Yeravim. Yeravim came from Shevet Ephraim, Rechavim came from Shevet Yehuda. So from now there was a split in the Jewish world, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. The southern kingdom in Yerushalayim was the kingdom of Yehuda, base Yehuda. And there was only one Shevet that was under his rule, Yehuda and Binyamin. That was it. All the other tribes, the other ten, went under Yeravim in the northern kingdom, and there was basically a split in the Jewish people. Two empires, two kings, two nations. That split weakened the fabric of the people because they were fighting each other, plus they didn't have you know, the unity, and ultimately they were defeated. Seir Shvatim were defeated, and then 150 years later, the last two Shvatim were defeated by Nebuchadnezzar. But the last two Shvatim weren't lost. They went to Babel and they stayed there, and they came back. Many came back. They weren't lost. The ten Shvatim, most of them were lost. Not all of them were lost, but most of them were lost. Because not everyone, there's Jews today from the ten Shvatim. Not as communities. There were individual Jews who came from the Ten Shvatim. If an individual Jew from, from Shevet Yisach was in Yerushalayim, so he remained. It wasn't like he was destroyed, he was an exile. Lost means they were killed or assimilated? Assimilated. They weren't killed. Nobody killed them. They were misplaced, and we don't hear from them anymore. We don't know what happened. We don't know what happened to them. We know that we don't hear from them. Their king also was gone. It was all. No, Yeravim and Nebot was the first king. This was hundreds of years later. Yeravim and Nebot was the beginning. Now here it says Lebeis Yehuda. This is going to be Lebeis Yehuda. What does this prove? That the future is only for Beis Yehuda. So Rabbi Akiva says, It's only going to be Beis Yehuda. Reb Shimon and Ozaseris Hashvatim are going to come back. So later Rabbi Akiva, it makes sense why it says Lebeis Yehuda. But it's only going to be for the base Yehuda, the house of Yehuda. Once again, Reb Shimon disagreed. Ayat says the base Yehuda. Reb Shimon says because Tzayim HaAsiri is not the day that the walls of Yerushalayim were besieged by Nebuchadnezzar. It's the day when the Jews of Bavel heard about the Chorban. Now who does that apply to? Beis Yehuda. Says so didn't go to Bavel. That's why it says Beis Yehuda. Because for them it was a fast day. For them, it's going to be Sasa Simcha. According to Rabbi Akiva, though, the fast day of Asar Rebbeteves is for the all of Klal Yisrael, because it's around Yerushalayim. It doesn't have to do with the Beis Yehuda. So why does it say Beis Yehuda? Because only they're going to have the future of Sasa Simcha Lamadim Taif. So Rabbi Shimon was so emphatic to say, I don't agree with Rabbi Yehuda. It wasn't an argument in a Pasuk, Taim HaSidi. It was an argument that the Aserah Sashvatim are going to come back. That's why he says, Ani eni I don't say like him, I disagree with him. And he says, Nirin dvarav 
This is the shit of Reb Shimon. In fact, if you see the other Pesukim, it's similar arguments. If Yeshua <coughs> was doing Avodah Zarah, or he was just laughing about the Yerusha, if the Jewish, if, if Reb Akiva, if Reb Moshe doubted Hashem's ability, or he just doubted that the Jews will ever stop complaining, if uh, if they said we have many gods, so therefore we'll conquer Eretz Yisrael, or they said we have many mitzvahs, Reb Shimon is taking everything in a much more positive note, and that's why he emphatically disagrees with Rabbi Akiva. No. No. No, no. The Beis HaMikdash was the center for the whole Jewish world. Fine, but they were gone held for the year before. You're right, you're right. But they could celebrate the Sassan al Simchal. Again, they come back. No, no, no. When Mashiach comes, all the Tsaimas are going to be Yamim Taivim. I'm going to celebrate them. If they're here, they'll celebrate them. Not, everyone is going to have Yom besides them. <laughs> they'll say Tachna. The Rambam says, Call out Soimus, I'm going to be Yemei Sosimus. And we learn from this passage that in the future when Mashiach comes, not only won't be fast days, they're going to be Yom Mtoivim. Right? If they're going to be Yom Mtoivim, are they going to celebrate or not? It says only Beis Yehuda. Rebekah says, No. Reb Shimon says, Yes. So why did it say Beis Yehuda? Because one day they won't celebrate. Because it didn't relate to them. It was just Yom Shmuah. Just the people in Bavl who heard about it. What do you want from them? It doesn't have to do with the story. It has to do with when the news came to Bavl. Of course it doesn't affect them. There is a difference when Mashiach comes and Triyas Amesim. So all these lost people, are they going to come back when Mashiach comes? Triyas Amesim? That's a, a similar question. If Yashlam Chelik Alam Haba, Enlam Chelik Alam Haba. It's both the new ones, the old ones, and the old ones. That's what the Gemara says. Rebekah was not characteristic to his regular... Uh, Rashi says, Hayyurogel Zakai says Yisrael. Rebekah was the lover of the Jewish people, Vahaftal Recha Gamaycha, and this is here, he was Makbid on the Sersa Shvat. Any consensus what's going to happen? What do they say about this? Those who know don't say, and those who say don't know. <laughs> I don't know and I don't say. It says somewhere that all the Yidden that perish before it see us with Shrine. Bnei Ephraim. Will? Yeah. Okay. Givaldic. Let's just see the toys we say about the date. The 9th of Tammuz. Good question. Suddenly we have here a new date when the city was breached. We always say Shivasa Batamas. Suddenly Rabbi Akiva tells us that what? It's Tisha Batamas, and he has a Pasuk in Yermiyah. Zaktois Vizet Tisha Batamas Shabbat Yufka here. This is fascinating. Hainu Birishaina. That's the first base of Mikdash. Avol Bishnia. By the second base of Mikdash. Hufka Biyudzayan. It was breached on the 17th. Umisham Hachi Avdinam Biyudzayan Tainus. That's why we make a fast on Shivasa Batamas. So that's interesting. After Churban Bayis Rishon, they fasted on the 9th of Tammuz. We changed the date. Why do we change the date? Because the second base Hamikdash, the date changed. Tishabov, the date didn't change. It was the same date, like the Gemara says, both base Hamikdash were destroyed the same day. But Shivasa Batamuz was a change from Tisha from Batamuz. Vahach Braise Masnitnan Biyurushalmi. This Braise about Rabbi Shimon Rabbi Akiva we have in Yurushalmi. Rabbi Akiva says, actually, the fast of 
Tammuz is the 17th of Tammuz. Frek the Yerushalmi. Va'afal gav diksiv bikra betishel l'chaydish. I, the Pasuk says in Yirmiya that when did the city get breached? On the 9th of the month. So the Yerushalmi asked, how could Rabbi Akiva say Tzoyim HaRavi is the 17th? Here in the Bible we don't have a problem. He sticks. He's consistent. But the Yerushalmi has the Gersi Yudzai in Tammuz. So you know what the Yerushalmi answers? Kilkul Cheshboinus HaYusham. Kilkul Cheshboinus HaYusham. There was basically a Kilkul, a... Uh, Confusion in the calculations. Meaning, it really happened Shivasa Batamuz. The Jews were so overwhelmed from the Tsaris. Remember, it was three weeks of, of, of purgatory. You know, the deaths and the slavery. When they repeated the story, they said it was Test Tamuz. They made a mistake. They made a mistake in how many days? In eight days. No, the first. Kilkul Cheshbonis Yeshkan. Upoligashazdidan. So Toysva says this means the Yerushalmi argues with the Bavli. The Yerushalmi, in the Bavli here it says when there was a city breached on the 9th and that's why the fast is 9. So Toysva says what about we, we do Shivas of because the second base is Toysva, you should know there's a whole different version of Yerushalmi. Really it happened Shivas of And that's where the Bekiva says you have to fast Shivas of I the Pasuk says the ninth month. It's because the Jews thought it was the ninth month. Huh? The first. Also happened. Also happened. Oh. That's what the Yerushalmi says. So says, What does the Yerushalmi mean? Because of their stress, they made a mistake in the calculation and they thought it was the ninth of the month. Now the question is, so why does the Pasuk say it was the ninth of the month? God should know the truth, no? Because this is what Jews felt the Pasuk didn't want to change it. When Hashem, when, 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 when Yecheskel Hanavi says that the city was breached, he doesn't say the right day, he says the wrong day. Why? Because that's what the Jewish people thought. It's like oh, somewhat, it's like the Pasuk, I want to be with you in your mistake. Because this is what the Jews experienced. So the Navi himself says the same date, even though it was the wrong date. It was really Shivas Abitamos. So Rabbi Akiva says, we fast Shivas Abitamos, that's the real date. The reason the post success tissues there was a kilkul cheshboinus. But doesn't that create a problem? That supposing you say a wrong date, and you can some people say another stuff also that bring a eye from here that supposing you can say a wrong date. So we don't talk about today. It's the ninth of the seventeenth. We do know. What was it? For the seventeenth. Oh, the second verse was the seventeenth. That's not a question. That's why we fast the seventeenth. What about the first? Here in the Gemara it says it was the ninth, and the Pasuk says it was the ninth. In Yerushalmi he says there's a different shit. It was really also the 17th. There was just a kilkal chashbainus. There was a problem in calculation. Because he's quoting Tzoyim HaRavi. It's from the Pasuk and Tzchariya. There's no Navi by the second Beis HaMikdash. This is all the first Beis HaMikdash. But the truth is that the, 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 the book here is that the next Pasuk. It's not the same Pasuk. Yeah, it says... You're right, there's two Pesukim. One Pesuk says, And the next Pesuk says, So you're saying, was eight days later. was eight days later. Yeah, but you still, you're right. 
But if you're giving a date, Yirmi is trying to give a date, right? <laughs> give, so you're giving the date when there was no bread? You want to give a date. He's trying to give a date when something dramatic happened. So what's the date referring to? The date is referring to the breaching. But the breaching wasn't that date. He says the Pasuk didn't want to change from what Jews felt. I think it's the other way around. There's a very profound idea here. When somebody is going through pain, yeah? When somebody is going through pain, you can't always correct them and tell them you have it wrong. There's a time to correct and there's a time for empathy. If this is what they're experiencing, this is what they're experiencing. So the truth of that moment is to be there with them in their experience. Even though two, three, four, five years later they'll discover this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. It's irrelevant. Now, this is their truth. And if this is their truth, if you bring in another truth, you're actually bringing in the opposite of truth. Because the truth of somebody feeling pain is that they're feeling it. That's the truest thing. So now you'll say, yeah, but you're not making the right cheshbonis. But this, okay, well, how's good to find? This you could give, a, you could philosophize to yourself and write it down. And maybe one day it's going to be important. So here you have a fascinating example. The Jews thought it was Tisha B'Av. They were mourning on Tisha on, uh, 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 B'Tamuz. They were mourning on Tastamuz. The Navi's going to come to na 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 na. You got your dates wrong. Dates are here, dates are here. Because so, this is an experience of empathy. I mean, it's a very interesting concept. There's one thing that has to be mentioned here, and that is the L'cha'ayra, there's something else that's strange. The Pasuk says that the fast is Soim Harivi. Rabbi Akiva said it's ninth day. It's the ninth day. That's what the Gemara says. After the second base Hamikdash, they change it to Yudzayim Betamos. What do you mean they change it? If the Pasuk says that Soim Harivi is one day, how could you change it after the second base Hamikdash? Zolzayim after the second base Hamikdash, the day changed. They didn't want to make two fasts, eight days apart, because it's far to summertime. <laughs> You don't want to ruin it so much. Also, it's hard to make Jews fast in such close places. We have fast Tisha B'Av, Shivasa B'Tamas. To make test Tamas, they didn't want to do that. Fine. They're changing a date of Min HaToyre. It says, it says in Zechariah, Divrei Kabbalah. The Chazala, they, they don't have authority to change Torah. They can add a new thing. Fine. They didn't want to add a new thing. They took away the old fast. They canceled it. They were making a new one. You want to make a new one? Keep the old one. You don't want to keep too fast because it's too difficult. Don't make yours instead of the first one. The first one says in Zechariah, it's a Novi. Divri Kabbalah, God said it. How did Chazal, after Bayashen, he suddenly change a date? No, Tisha B'Av, we fast. No. Sorry, but Tavis, we fast. Other ones we keep. But Chari is only the month. And huh? is the date. Chari is only the month. Both are the same month. Oh, so that's very interesting. That in Zechariah, it's just the month. It's not the date. Yeah, You have another question. The Gemara says in Tainus, I mentioned that Rabbi Yochanan said if he would have been by the Churban, he would have made the fast on the 10th of Av, not on the 9th of Av. Why? Because the fire went up right before Asiri Bav, Tisha Bav before Shkia. Here again, the Pasuk says, Tzayma Asiri, Tzayma, Tzayma, Tzayma Chamishi. Rabbi Akiva says it's Tisha Bav, and Rabbi Yochanan says, I'm going to make my own fast. This brings us to a much bigger question. How is Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Shimon even arguing about a Matthias? Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Shimon both lived right after Churban Bayashani. They were there. They lived right after that generation of the Churban. Yeah? Jews are fasting. What, the Jews are fasting. When did they fast? 
they fast Asarim B'Tevis, that they fast Hay Tevis. According to the Pshimen, the fast was Hay Tevis. According to Rabbi Akiva, the fast was Asarim B'Tevis. What, nobody knew? They have a different interpretation of the Pasuk. I understand. He says it's Samach Melech Bavel, that's why they're fasting. What's happening? What's Rabbi Akiva and Yabshimen? What are they arguing about? Look when people are fasting. They're not living hundreds of generations later. They're living right after the Churban of Vayishayi So there's already fast days. It's already not, not a time of Shalom. It's not Ratzu Misan and Ratzu Eim So it's very interesting. The Minchas Chinuch, the Minchas Chinuch writes in Mitzvah Shin Aleph. And it's, this is a huge Chiddush of his, but the truth is, that today we already see it in Rishonim. It was already said before the Ritva says it. Ben Chinuch explains that the Pasik in Scharia doesn't give a date of the month. It just gives a month. And the Gemara keeps on emphasizing, Rabbi Akiva said, What's the Son Negeya keep on emphasizing it? That what Hashem was saying is that in this month there has to be a fast. Which day you decide. The tzivui to the Navi was on the month, not on the day. Ah, if so, it wasn't a problem to change it from Tes Tammuz to Shivasa Batamas. If we learn the mitzvah was on the day, how do you make such a change after Baisheni? Torah says one thing, and you decide a new date. We don't like the old date. Well, excuse me. You want to add? Add. Don't take away the first date. Torah never gave this. Chari never gave a date. So what is the other date? So I'm the month. In, in other words, Hashem wants it to be a fast day in Tammuz of Tishrei and Tevis. Now, of course, if you can make it that day, you're going to make it that day. Tisha B'Av, Tzam Gedalia. So when it comes to Tevis, it wasn't so simple. Two things happened in Tevis. Rabbi Akiva said, Asara but Tevis. Rabbi Shimon said, no, hey Tevis. The same is true with Tammuz. This explains. That's what Rabbi Yechiman said. I would have made the fast on Yudov. What do you mean you would make the fast on Yudov? The Navi says one thing and Rabbi Yechiman has a different shita. The Navi didn't say a date. He said a month. It could be Yudov. The Chazal decided Tisha B'Av. The other dates, or, or the Nevi'im. What? The other dates is just a story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it yeah, right. You have to say yeah. You have to say that. You have to say that. No, the fact that a third of the tables there was a siege, he's not arguing. That he's not arguing. Yeah, it happens to 10-10, but this a city, he says, Maya city, how does he know? Maybe it's a city beyond because that's the point. There was no mitzvah on the day, a mitzvah only on the month. This answers a lot of questions. It answers Rabbi Yochanan that he wanted to make a fast on Asiri, but it answers Toysavus that we pushed it off to Shivasa Batamas after Bayashani, unless you learn that the Yerushalmi that, uh, that it was really Taka Shivasa Batamas, then it's not a question. And it also answers how Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Kiva can argue. When, when are people, when are people, what, what's, the, what's the right fast? I also what? What? I was wondering where my Kurile Oh, my Kurile. You mean Lechayr, it's obvious. Why well, says my karen? They could just say the chadashim because he wants to say that it's a din in the chaydish, not a din in the yard. That's a very interesting chiddush of the minchas. I have a question back to the. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. So, what they assimilated into other nations, so they do exist today. We just don't know which nations they are. Right. Japanese could be shavedrum. 
Yeah, but you know, when you assimilate, there's already intermarriage, there's already not, uh, you don't know who's who anymore. Through DNA? Doesn't mean the whole nation. Of DNA to whom? To what? You mean to other Jews? Okay, maybe one day, I don't know. You have to understand what it means, Kilkul Cheshboinus. How did, how did Rabbi Akiva know it was Kilkul Cheshboinus? He knew when they didn't. In other words, if there was a really, really Kilkul Cheshboinus, how did they find out it was Shavasa Batamus? So somebody didn't have Kilkul Cheshboinus. Akiva. Hundreds of years later. Of course. The Bayes Rishon stood for 410 years. This happens after the destruction of Bayes Rishon. Then there was 70 years of Golos, and then there was 420 years of a second base of Mikdash. Rabbi Akiva lived at the end of that. No, Zechariah was during the time of the Khurban. Yeah, he was one of the Nevi'im then. Yecheskel was at the time. Zechariah was at the time. Yermia was at the time. There were big prophets at the time. Zechariah was there in the beginning when they built the second base of Mikdash. So they came to Zechariah and they asked him, should we still observe the fast days? Should we still cry on Tisha B'Av or not? So Zechariah said this, Hashem said that these fasts are going to be transformed into Yom Tov. That was his response to the Jews. The Gemara says, Esther saves man Hanavua. Esther was mamish the beginning of Bayashani. Esther's son, Daryavish, gave permission to build a second base on Mikdash. He was Jewish. He wasn't officially Jewish. I'm saying he was a Persian king. No, Rakiva lived at the end of the second base of Mikdash. He was there at the end, yeah. And throughout the Khurban, and he was killed by the Romans. Rabbi Akiva was killed at the, in the middle of the Bakaychur revolt. Bakaychur revolt happened 52 years, around 52 years after Churban Bayesheni. Churban Bayesheni was in the year 68, and Bakaychur revolt is around 122, 123, 125. How long was it? 420 years. Wow. What? From the beginning till the end, there was a lot of. Of the Churb Maisheni, yeah. Yeah, at the end, yeah. At the last, the last years of Maisheni, Bakiva was alive, and then he uh, he was he was the leader of the Jewish people throughout the first years of Golos, and then he was killed. Bakiva was killed. He was a very old man. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.